in my heart. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back to the Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 184, 184. The hostess for the most is not uh, going to be hosting today. I'm going to be teaching today. Yeah. Our, our rabbi, Avshalom Benyakov, is traveling. Uh, pray for the family. Uh, someone transitioned, I believe his nephew. He had two family members. And so just keep uh, them uplifted in prayer. Our first lady is here. Uh, she's not traveling. She's holding it down at the home front. We love you, first lady. Thank you for logging on. Uh, Minister Daniels, Minister Daniels, the Daniels family will be hosting today. And so we love you. We thank you so much. And you have it. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, it's, it's always a pleasure to be here. So to be in the presence of you is always a good thing. And so we just, again, want to welcome everyone who is going to listen and, and watch that, again, you are hopefully going to be blessed and that you're going to share this message because of the blessing that it is to you. So welcome once again. This is the Hebrew Congregation of Houston. This will be episode 184. So again, all praises goes to Yah. Um, I've been thinking, I know I've been speaking in terms of faith for the, uh, the couple past and and that word is still on my heart. I can't seem to shake it because I'm thinking we're living in crazy times. And, and I, I believe that without faith, our walk is, is going to be impossible. So I feel like this is something that Jah has left us with so that we walk not by sight, but once again, by faith. Amen. And so the more I think about it, you know, I'm, I'm again starting to realize more so now than before that faith is really something that is really future focused and not past focus because we are looking forward. So we have a greater hope of what is to come. We've understood that we've gone through situations and so the past certainly weighs on us, but we cannot remain in that past or the things that have happened to us. So we have to look forward to a glorious time where once again, we're gonna be united to our father. A father, again, who has created us, who knows us, and has set forth plans for us. He said he has plans to prosper us and to bless us, not plans to diminish us and make us less than. But I believe that coming into that knowledge or coming into that realization relies on faith. So once again, the word of encouragement I'd like to bring is on faith. And Amen. so I wrote a few things down that I'd like to share that I hope speak to your heart. Again, we know that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so again, think on that for a minute. The substance of things hoped for. So again, to hope for something is something that is yet to come. I, I think of Romans chapter 10, verse 17, which says that faith comes by hearing. And so I'm like, if we want to be in that hopeful state, we are looking forward to the future. What it is that we must hear, it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Yah, you know, and that is all we are trying to bring to you right now is the word of Yah. We keep saying, come back to the Torah, because that's where God has laid down the foundation to this walk that we are walking. And so we really have to rely on his word in order to build our faith, because it, it is things that we have yet to see, you know, and so by sight, we know that men are constantly put in pressure. But if we listen to what man says, we will be lost in this wilderness where we can't even know what direction we are heading. 
you will see once once we get into our Torah Torah um, portion for today, and it's it's about the um, the golden calf that once men take their eyes off Yah and is no longer focusing on Yah and is waiting on Yah, we get caught up in what man wants us to do. And here it is, yes, people are turning them and building a golden calf. Mm. And so it shows that lack of patience, that lack of faith. You know, I always find it ironic when, when we read or listen to this passage, when the people say, this Moses guy, <laughs> we know not where this guy is. Where is Moses? And Moses was only gone for 40 days and 40 nights as he went up to the mountain to, to wait upon Yah. But I'm saying, yes, it is a lot, but we have to be patient and wait upon him. Because when we rush this process, you find that we get caught up in things that only lead us astray and takes us further away from Yah. It, you makes, want to say it, something? it makes me think of like, you know, a lot of times Yah use that that 40 days and 40 nights. And I used to always be like, what's with this 40 days? <laughs> but now when I think about it, even in terms of there are some people that I've, um, you know, seen even on YouTube where they fast for 40 days and 40 nights and they're like the things that come out of them the detoxing that happens the blessed the spiritual things that happen mm -hmm. for them it's almost like that's about the amount of time you need for for the processing for the seeing what's in you it's like that's when you really get to see what's in you so that space mm -hmm. that was being given to them it, it you started to see some things coming out right you know and the results look terrible but at the same time you could also consider it a detox of the what was in them that Correct. you know starting yeah. to show forth in that time where they didn't have someone to be like you know live right do right do this you know the the truth as they said the truth will come out the truth was coming out of them and so that that 40 days and 40 nights that seems like not that much to Correct. you that's basic that's more than a month so it's like within that month and and a few days or a week Correct. or so you would see you know the truth the truth, the truth started coming out and it wasn't that pretty but you, you would think like partly on, on that journey, because we know many people have given their testimony of what has happened to them after they have fasted for those 40, for, for those 40 days and 40 nights. And, and I have yet to do it. So that's something that I'm looking so forward that, to do, because we're, we're told that if you do that fast, the spiritual enlightenment that you would receive, where you really get connected to Yah. Mm -hmm. And so maybe it is necessary in order for us to establish that level of faith where we could walk not having seen, but just believing in the words that Yah has um, given us. So again, we've, we've tried to encourage you in saying, okay, faith cometh by hearing. And so if we're hearing his word and he's giving us instruction, maybe it is time that we spend time just fasting and going without for that long so that we could really start to see the manifestation of Yah in our lives. Because we find that our walk is sometimes troubled because we are not fully walking by faith, but our sight is blurred. And so maybe we do need to spend time where we could just clear our, our sight. And so we are no longer going by what we see, but just believing in his word. And, and so we'll, we'll encourage you. I have a, uh, there was more that I wanted to say, but I think that is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing. So what are you hearing? And he says, hearing by the word of Yah. So are you spending time in Yah's word so you could see the plans that he has for us? And again, that is future plans. So we're not going to rely on what we see right now, but we're going to believe in what is to come. And so let us live a life right now where we are standing on his word, believing in the instructions that he has provided. So we could see that again in the Torah portion, 
Yah gave instructions as to how his people were to operate, but due to lack of patience, his people short-circuited the process and decided to intervene. Once again, once, once man intervenes, it's problems. And so they really messed up that process. And, and so maybe it's waiting and trusting that Yah has plans and he will not forsake us. And, and so maybe it's time I stop saying, I want to do a 40-day, 40 40-night 40 fast and actually start to really just turn and stop letting food. I know we're all foodies. We can't seem to go too long without it. But we are to live a fasted <laughs> life where we are not poisoned or short-circuited because I think we eat too much as it is. I know that's not what I, I I started off to say, but maybe the yeah I was like I wasn't going there either. But if you came at it, if you, I was like I got you net. <laughs> yeah, we 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 need to set time aside, yeah. and, and let's not be the people who go. That guy Moses, he's been going too long, you know. <laughs> but but let but us when just you, when you when you start, let me know, and we can do it as a congregation. Oh okay. I'll be on one accord. So oh, that would be I know perfect. a lot of people. Uh, they take the sea moss during that the yes. the the minerals and everything they need in their body. It's funny you would talk about that fasting because I was just looking at it and seeing how that sea moss sustains people while they're going through it. But go ahead. Ironically, I just picked some up because I've been planning to to make some. So so maybe the time is right. Well, we so so we'll certainly think Let's about it, baby. We know we Pray know. About it. Speaking mm -hmm. of faith and speaking of the, you know, adding on the the voice of Yah, the Ruach Hakodesh, when He's speaking to you, that had been established, I think, from since Jan, the end of January or so. We we were supposed to be knew around this time, getting closer to Purim and stuff like that. We were going to be, Correct. we should have been fasting. Correct. And what and that's why he talks about the food junk part. What happens is every time we're supposed to start, mm -hmm. we come up with some kind of excuse, you know, and go back to our addiction of food. <laughs> to go back to our addiction of food and it doesn't happen, but it keeps, you know, when the spirit of God is saying something to you, it won't leave you. It just keeps hanging out there. Like, and we kept have, having that feeling that we need to, that this is the time we need to do it. And so it almost feels like if he caused me to say something publicly that right. would lead in that direction where I could not now go back on what it is we're supposed to be doing. So I don't even think it's a problem. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, we're supposed yeah, we to be are. doing it and we're just trying to avoid it. But yeah, so we'll, we'll come up with date and give a date Correct. even to the people here so they can join us if they like exactly. on, the, on this journey. So at some point we'll come up with a date and we'll leave you to all to lead that date. Perfect. All right, so that that's the plan. So, but again, the, the hope is that our faith will begin to increase, and mm -hmm. and so thinking on on our rabbi, I, I the thought came to me. I need to also mention that as we focus on Yah and on the words, because it says faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Yah, that we need to know who we are and whose we are, and so once we start to realize those two things, I think being in connection with him, even this discussion about that that fast that we're talking about, that that has to be ordained by him because it's not a coincidence that this was not the intention, but we are talking about it. And so we have to, again, get that clarity. And um, when we think about what he says in his word, he said that we were, that he created us in his likeness and his image. And so it's time that we stop seeing ourselves the way we see ourselves, but start to see ourselves through his eyes. 
because when he sees us, I could only imagine what he's thinking when he looks at the people he created, you know? And so now what a disappointment it would be when those people look at themselves that we don't see whose we are. So in the words of Rabbi, know who you are and whose you are. So you'll see that it is worth it and that you should spend that time getting to once again know the Father and spending time in his word that your faith would grow and that we could rely, depend, and wait upon him because he has something in store for us that is greater. But we have to be ready in order to receive it. Otherwise, like the children at Mount Sinai, we will mess it up and focus on crafts when we should be focusing our Elohim. Amen. That's the word. Amen. All right. I just kept hearing um, Teshuvah in, in my mind. Like I was hearing a thought and then Teshuvah was, was interjecting. I was like, oh, this is like Teshuvah. A lot of times we think of Teshuvah and we think of um, we think of returning to his Lord's statutes and commandments, returning to the ways of, oh, which that is part of it, of course. But what we, the conversations we were having that led to this and just happened to be in alignment with the Torah portion um, led to that faith talk and, and the what was going on in our lives, you know, at that time. And we were having two separate conversations with the Most High that was kind of, even though the experiences were different, it was leading in the same direction. And, and it was kind of part of that was that teshuvah, especially for me, of, of going back to that time where you operated, you worried about, you were anxious over nothing. You trust Yah, you know that his divine plan is the best plan, mm -hmm. you know, and when he leads you, you follow, you know, you follow it through in action. And sometimes, and one of the things we were saying, in all, but the teshuvah part, to, to, to finish that point, is that sometimes the returning or the turning back is also, you know, that's on take me back. Take me back, dear, to, to the place, place where I first received you. Take me back, take me back, dear, where I first believed. I think that's kind of what was going on with us, and you know that there's a person. I feel like I'm so far from you, yeah. But still I hear you calling me. Those simple things that I once knew. Those memories are drawing me. I must confess, yeah, I've been blessed, yet my soul's not satisfied. Renew my strength, restore my joy, and dry my weeping eyes. Take me back, take me back, dear, to the place where I first received you. Take me back, take me back, dear, where I first. Believe.
first believe. Hallelujah. 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 Glory. And I, I guess what happened, that was a few weeks ago. I was I was singing that song. It just came to me. It's an old song. My mom loved that song. She would sing it a lot and stuff. And it just, and so did I. And, but it just came back all of a sudden. It's an old school song. Some might know it, some might not. And I was like, that is the, the essence of what I was hearing, what I was going through, what I was feeling at that point. You know, we don't want to go back to that point of ignorance, but we want to go back to that that yes in us, to, to the will of Yah, that yes in us to what he has to say. You know, we don't want to be like the children of Israel building the golden calf, but we want to be those people. We want to be like the righteous seed, you know, that Yah finds favor with and he smiles upon. You know, we want to be like Moshe, who he called the meekest in the earth you know but we also want to walk in the way of Shai, where he said i do the will of the father who sent me you know and so i know that everything of mine that i do is is stamped has my father's abaya's stamp of approval because i don't do things he doesn't tell me to and when he tells me to do things i do them right away so i don't hear him say fast and be like uh-huh mm-hmm, i got you but these here these here greens and stuff look real good i'm gonna eat them you know, we don't do that. That that's the and and it wasn't just that, but it was in my personal life too. I was seeing. I was like, there was a time that if y'all said walk away from this position I was in, walk away from whatever I trusted and knew He had, you know, better plans for me. His plans Amen. are always greater. They are Amen. better, and I just did the will of the Amen. Father who sent me. And then there was this time where it's like there was a delay in the response. You know, you may still respond but the, the the delay is there it's that's a different kind of obedience that's a different respond in an act of faith that's not exactly acting in that faith faith will cause you when you truly having that faith between you and Yah. you will just do when he says to do Amen. you know and you will operate and most of the time it requires action as a coach elisa likes to remind us and so there was even in that conversation between you know maish i guess and i where we were where I was talking about, there were times where whilst I was there saying, I have to pray for hours, pray for days. There were the pray for hours, mind you, that happened, you know, where like pray for hours or for days, that would happen. We even see it with, you know, Yahawashai, um, we see it with Moshe, where he goes into the mountain for those 40 days. They think he's taking a bit too long. It happens. But then there was also these times where he would say, just get up and leave the house. You know, just get up and leave the house and I'll tell you what to do next. But you need to actually get out, get up and get out, get dressed and get out. You know, but all of that was acts and works of faith where you trust him. He sent you. You don't know the next move. You don't know what he might say next. You know, you don't know, like with Abraham, why I'm holding this child that he promised me, you know, my hand. But I trust him that all the words that he gave me. And he said to me, they will come to pass, including the father of many nations, you know, and so, you know, I'm going to, yeah, I busted out into a song that I can, I know, but, but sometimes for me being, there's no better way for me to, you know, do it, but a a song. And the other one I was thinking when he kept talking about moving, moving forward or moving in faith, I just kept thinking of that one. I'm not going back. 
I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, my past is over in you. All things are made new. Surrender my life to you. I'm moving, moving forward, forward. I'm moving forward, forward. And we know this part of the scripture where it goes, you make all things new, yes, you make all things new, and I will follow you forward. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. You make all things new, yes, you make all things new. for that hallelujah so i guess in summary just remember yeah we're moving forward i don't think none of this is an accident so as you meditate upon those words think about your relationship with yah and maybe the things that you now need to remove so that you could once again be taken to that place when you first believed when you first received a lot has happened that is hindering us but we need to find some way to now separate and no longer give those things rule or place in our lives as we move forward in Yah, with Yah, and through Yah's blessing. So we've gotten to the point where we're now going to get into our worship service. You've technically started, so we're going <laughs> to now make it official where we could um, go before the Father and sing and, and just recognize his name. You know, okay. of things because I was, you know, we started off in weeks every do we bring sacrifice of praise into your house. But I guess the my it's help on you, so let him lead you. Song, I, it Amen. probably seems a little more. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you. Before you start, I just want to just say, Father, we thank you that you brought us here today, Father. You know all things, and so if we say we want to move forward and get back to that 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 place where we first receive, first believe, Father. And that place was the place where we moved and did what you say to do, Father, that once again we could be in that place. So speak to us today, lead us, guide us, Father, that our time right here, right now, is going to be served for one purpose, and that purpose is to bring you all glory, all honor, all praise. So make you, may your will be done as we come before you in celebration and recognizing you as our Father, our God, and one and only who cares and loves us more than we could even imagine or think. So all praises be to your name. Uh, the floor is yours. Amen. And just to bring clarity, because we are learners and helpers one of another, and we do want to make sure the things that are being said to us are Amen. clear. Yes, because it might seem like a contradiction. You're saying, okay, Teshuvah, you turn back, you return to the things the faith and et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, I'm saying moving forward. So what is happening is that we are returning to the righteous things, the, the way, the walk that we did that was right, but we are not returning 
to the past in our lives that was not righteous, that we're not, we're moving forward from the things that were unrighteous, the, the ways that, dis, that that hindered us. We're moving forward from those things, though that part of our past, but we're returning to the ways of Yah that, that many have told us we do not need, et cetera, et cetera. But he has said that my word is forever. That is what we are to returning to, you know, to give that clarity, you know, Amen. and make sure that people don't think, no, we're not contradicting. There are things we are letting go of and we are moving forward. But then there are things that we did that were right, you know, just like you saw in Revelations where he said, do your first works over. You know, there were things, the first works that need to, that we do need to return to. There were things that were right and just that we had. Amen that we left behind being Amen. distracted by the cares of this life. And just like the prodigal son, Yah lets us to know that we can always return Amen. to him in that way, not return to your ratchet ways. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. So there was one that came in between that and then we'll end with the um, sacrifices. Usually in my method, I... Um, or habit, it, it tends, I tend to go for the slow, last, the fast first, but somehow in all of the things, the order in seemed to have gotten switched. And that's how we're gonna go for just a sample, I guess, of this one.
our daily bread you send you supply all of my needs according to You said if I asked anything in your name, I would receive to go where you say to go, do what you say do. I said I would, and now I stand in your According to my promise, I said if you request anything of me, I I would do it. Oh, but yeah, we need your love, and yeah. I did not write the song, but I did edit it a bit <laughs> for those who know it. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. Hallelujah. And now we will sing that song that we did promise. That one just came to my mind as I was thinking that. And I was thinking that I would sing um, Yahusha's Amidah or Yahawashai's Amidah. And then all of a sudden that just popped into my mind. So I just threw that in. But this is the final song. And then we will turn it into, we'll say the prayer over the floor and turn it into the hands up. For this is the main thing that we came to do. Hallelujah. And all that we say to do. Oh, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. We bring sacrifice of praise Sacrifices of thanksgiving as we all. 
sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. As we offer up to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving as we offer to you the sacrifice of praise. Sacrifices of praise. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. As we offer up to you. The sacrifices of thanksgiving as we offer up to you. The sacrifices of praise. Hallelujah. Glory. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of Yahweh. As we offer unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. As we offer unto you the sacrifices of praise. Offer unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving as we offer unto you the sacrifices of praise. Hallelujah! Glory, glory, hallelujah! We offer sacrifices of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory, glory, glory. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you for this worship. We pray that your hearts are uplifted. Hallelujah. And that you could continue worshiping and praising before the Father. Hallelujah. But at this point, we come to the portion of our service where we're going to break bread. Mm. And so, in preparation of that, um, again, we'd like to encourage you to open that word yourself and spend time allowing you to speak to your heart. We're looking at the 21st Torah portion for the year. And this one is coming from Exodus chapter 30, verses 11 through chapter 34, verse 35. The, um, the, the half Torah is coming from 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through 39. And the um, Brit Hadashah, Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 10. And in preparation of next week's Torah portion, we'd like to give that to you as well. That's coming from Exodus chapter 35, verses 1 chapter 38 verses 20 the half Torah will be coming from 2nd Kings chapter 11 verses 17 for chapter 12 verse 17 and the Brit Hadashah the gospel will be coming from Matthew chapter 17 verses 22 through 27 so again this is the 21st power show that we're looking at today coming from Exodus if you want to reach and your word and, and open it up in preparation of our discussion so again Exodus chapter 30 verses 11 for chapter 34 verse 35 this one is entitled kitisa which means when you lift up and so yeah he's speaking to moses and that would be the first words that he speaks and we talking in terms of the children of israel where they're taking a head count and so most of you know this one it's primarily the thing that always comes across is that golden calf and so if you're wondering specifically what it's about it's it's that's part of it but that's not all the Torah portion is is about and so now that you know where we are coming from and that you have time to open up your word in preparation we will now go before the father as we ask him to bless our time together as we study his word and glean instructions and meaning from that which he has afforded us to now partake in hallelujah you ready to worship you. You, I live 
to worship you. I live, I live to worship you. Bless your name, Hallelujah. yeah. Bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 Every Amen. Blessed are you, Yahu Adonai, our power, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and, and commanded us concerning the Torah. Therefore, we beseech you, Yahu Adonai, our power, to make pleasant the, the words, words of your Torah in our mouths and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we, our descendants and the descendants of your people, May all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power who teaches the Torah to your people. Israel. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power. King of the universe, who has chosen us from among nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah, giver of the Torah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Amen. Amen. One more. Blessed is he who comes, Baruch Haba, Beshem Yahuwah, who comes in 
Hallelujah. <laughs> thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. All praises unto him. Um, we just wanted to get that last one in because blessed is always the person who comes in the name of our Father. And so at this point, we turn it over to our Koi so that she could break bread and say, that's what saith our Father from on high. So we now pass it over to you. May you be blessed and allow yourself to be used by him. That you'd be the instrument that brings forth his word today. Amen and amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Minister Daniels and Minister Daniels, for the for praise and worship. Uh, we need our praise and worship, uh, uplifting y'all's name. There's nothing like uplifting his name and inviting him in. And we thank you for that. Um, I'm going to be teaching today in the. Uh, Rabbi Afshalom Benyakov is out. We know I'm the host, but you always have to be ready. So as a congregation, just be ready to fill in. When he calls, you just fill in. So just bear with me. And so as uh, Minister Daniel said, we're coming from Exodus 30 through 34 up to the 35th uh, verse today. And so uh, I pray you had your Kaddish, which is your communion. Rabbi Afshalom Benyakov has taught us right. Uh, on Tuesday, he has intense training, and so he's brought it up to this day. So in his absence, we're able to what fill in, and so um, the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We're in the second book, and then after that, we what we start over again. And so I'm going to make this so a, a child can understand it, right? And sometimes you just have to go back to the basics. So Exodus was written by Moses. We know that, right? And so it's about the Israelites' deliverance from Egypt. It's about our, our deliverance from Egypt. And the purpose of the book of Exodus, what was to help the Hebrew people of Israel understand their identity. And so it wasn't by chance when the Lord gave me the vision of this, he started what? Awakening, identity, and how to move forward. I can't make this up. That's why he gave he gave this to me. Uh, and it talks about what the identity as God's special people to learn about their covenant and obligations to him. We are obligated to him. We are his children. We are obligated to him. And I want you to keep that in mind as you go through life. You're, you're obligated. All the blessings you have. Look at where you started. Look at where you are now. Look at your ancestors in this Egypt, United States of America, and look at where we are now, right? And so um, they talked about the 40 years, uh, that 40 was significant as far as us fasting, it's not by chance, we are in one, one accord. 40 years in that wilderness, it was only supposed to take 11 days, stiff-necked people. And this, this is the, uh, it talks about the stiff-necked people here in our passage, in the good news. This is the first time that it's mentioned about the stiff neck people, right? And so, you know, <laughs> Moses and Aaron were leading. But guess what? Joshua, it talks about Joshua. Joshua was the assistant. He was just the assistant, but he was the one who brought them in. And God gave him three things. He said, I want you uh, to what? He said, I want you to be strong, courageous, and keep the law. So Moses, he did all that work, but the assistant, Joshua, and what I'm trying to get at is, Wherever you are in your life, wherever you place, you don't know when God's going to elevate you. Be ready. Be in position. We don't know when he's going to elevate us. 
Joshua was just like, I'm an assistant. I'm carrying his book. I'm carrying his Bible. I'm making sure his, his, his cloth is right, his shoes is right. But he was the one who brought them in. Don't despise small things, God is telling you, right? And so Exodus 20, God speaks directly to his people, not just Moses, about what? His covenant and his obligations. You go to Exodus 20 about, you are obligated to the Lord. And I, and I want you to get that, if nothing else. We have an obligation to him as his children, okay? And so you think about now your mother and father, if they get sick, something go on, you don't let no outsider come in and take care of them. You're obligated to do what you're supposed to do for them. We are obligated to our Abba, our Father, our Yah. And so let's go into um, Exodus 30. So Exodus 30, it has meat in it, and it talks. See, God, he gave them direction. He breaks it down. He breaks it down, how to make everything, the cubic square foot. He gave them every instruction they could possibly have. They weren't wanted for anything. So it talks about what? Um, the 21 years older, he had to give, what, half a shekel. The bronze uh, laver, which is basically the sinks, is telling that they were put to wash their feet and their hands with the water inside that before they enter the, the temple or they would die. See, right now, we're, we're not in that right now, but back then, you didn't follow instructions. He handed them down. It, it was no in-between. You were, you were put to death, okay? So that mercy has gone grown really a lot since then, right? The holy anointing oil. He talks about how Moses, what? He anointed Aaron and his sons. Consecration. Rabbi talked about consecrate yourself. Get in the water. Pray. Consecrate yourself daily. Repenting. They were doing that back then. This is nothing new. These are instructions he's giving you. And they even had the incense. He even, Lord, told them how to make the incense in 30. Wow. All of those instructions, right? And so um, um, 31 is the artisans for building the, tap, the tabernacle. So I want to go through 1 and 5, and I want to read that, because there's a lot of meat. There's a lot of meat in this parashah. So it says, uh, 1, uh, Exodus 31, and, and 1 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, He have called by the name Bezel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, in the tribe of Judah, the tribe of Judah, and I have filled them with the spirit of God and the wisdom and understanding and knowledge of, of in all the manner of workmanship. That's why he filled his spirit with us. We can make anything. He's given us visions. He said, I, I filled you with that spirit and that knowledge. And you wonder why people want to enslave us and take us? Because we're innovative people. That's why. It says right here early on, he filled us with it to build things. Well, how did they build this and the pyramids? And how did they build that? Because, y'all, he instilled that in us. It says it right here. He gave us what? The workmanship to design artistic work to work in gold and silver bronze and cutting jewels and setting and, and carving wood and all manner of workmanship. Who wouldn't want blessed people to build things for them? They already knew it. He had already spilled, filled us with the spirit. You wonder why you have visions of different things? That's why. Your DNA. 
Shem, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It hasn't left us. It's always been with us, right? And so um, he said in six here, the wisdom, I put wisdom in their hearts. Go down. He said, I put wisdom in their hearts. That hasn't gone anywhere. That's why we're so forgiving people. That's why we haven't burned the United States down, basically. He puts that wisdom in our heart because that's not the type of people we are. And then we're going to go into, we're going to jump to 11. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. According to all that I have commanded you, they shall do. His spirit rests in the body us. And when he say do it, we're going to do it. Period. We may be uh, resistant and stiff-necked people, but nine times out of ten, we're going to do it. And if you don't, what? He'll have somebody else do it. It's going to get done. Get in your position. You are obligated to him. We are obligated to y'all. If nobody else, we are obligated to him. And then I'm going to skip down. It says, to observe the Sabbath through our generations as a perpetual covenant. Perpetual means never ending. Never ending. The Sabbath day. His people, the generations to come. We're supposed to keep it. Our Sabbath day today. Okay? And then I'm going to jump down. And so you should be reading this for yourself. I'm jumping down and some of the meat that, that jumped out on me here. And so on 18 it says, and he had made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai. He gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone written with the finger of God. Can you imagine? You have two stones and the Lord just writing with his finger, just writing with his finger on those tablets, those 10 commandments, the covenant. The world would be lost without this. The world would be out of order. It would be so much murder and, and turmoil if we didn't have this. Hang them around your neck. Okay? And so um, the Sabbath day, keeping the Sabbath day holy, perpetual. We told that. told you that, never ending. Let's go on to 32. And you can break in anytime you want to. I'm not, I'm not going to be long. You know, all the ministers say that. I'm not going to be long and all day, but <laughs> we're going to take our time with this, right? Because Rabbi, I gotta... I'd like to say something. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. Great. I'm enjoying this very much. You made the point at the beginning, and so many people don't know this, where he told them to wash themselves before they went in. How many, and I'm one of them, so... When I did this and did not know, I just hopped on my knees and prayed, you are to bathe every day before you go into prayer. You bathe before you go to work. You bathe before you go outside your house. Why not bathe before you come before the Holy of Holies? Mm -hmm. He is clean. We, and oh, there's so much I'd like to say, but he is clean. He demands of us, not commands, but demands that we cleanse ourselves. So many times in so many scriptures, he's talked about wash your garments, wash your clothes, wash yourselves. 
And there are other things. Don't come near a woman. Don't look up on a woman. Don't eat certain things. This is for a reason. Because when you eat certain things, when you look upon a woman, so we know we're talking to the men. When you look upon a woman, when you eat certain things, these things are in you and they must come out. He said, you can't stand before me. That's why he hid Moshe in the cleft because he is holy. If you see me, you count it as dead. You are no more. And we think we are clean. We really do. I know I do think I'm clean, but uh, as I'm listening to the mo the uh, uh, Kabbalah and meditation, you will find out how undone you really are. But we want to do the best that we can with what we have. Do the best. He knows your heart. You know, the scripture says he looks upon the heart. Man looks upon the outward part, but he looks upon the heart. Purify your heart. Circumcise your heart and come before him in that time you're before him he will let you know what needs to be done right and the tablets that you mentioned i like how i had never read this before that tablets that he wrote with his finger they were written on front and back front and back two tablets so it was a lot of writing and so he told Moshe when it was time to go back down the mountain. He said, get down the mountain. There's something going on. He knew what it was. He said, get down the mountain. And um, he broke the tablets, true. And then um, also when he saw the people doing what they were doing, he, was, he got upset. That's what it was. Uh, the father got upset when he heard the revelry of noise in the camp. Moses came down, did the same thing. He got upset. You're not worth this law that I have fasted and heard from the Father. He is so detailed. Be detailed. Be intentional in your walk with the Father. That's enough for me. Thanks. Amen. I'm going to try to piggyback off just a little bit because um, you had also mentioned um, Joshua and and not belittling your your small beginnings where he was Moses' assistant. But he always seemed to follow Moses closely. And, and so I was thinking about the fact that when they came down the mountain, that Joshua heard what he thought was the sound of war. And I'm only saying that to say where he first began, I'm just going off of your point, where his hearing wasn't necessarily tuned enough to really hear specifically what was going on, that Moses had to be like, no, that's not the sound of war that you hear. You know, but again, going back to your, your like, don't don't despise yourself, but recognize that Yah has equipped you the same way He equipped Bazalel with 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 ability, and Yah specifically says, "I gave him those abilities so that he could do the things that I re, that I have told you I want you to do." As they're trying to set up the uh, the temple, you know that oftentimes everything that we need, Yah is giving and telling us what He wants. So there's really no reason for us to try to do our own thing. He tells us we got to come before him, wash your hands, wash your feet, because you can't come before him to make sacrifices, being unclean yourself. And so just, just wanting to, to just point that out, Joshua then becomes the person that you say he becomes, where he now leads the children into the, uh, the promised land, because he has now been close enough that he could not remain the person he started off, where he mistook the sound that he's hearing 
but now his vision is now clear that he can now lead his people into the promised land. But I'm sorry, that's I just wanted to add that. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank you for that. Yes. And, you know, I, I always like to keep my Easter keeping it real. You go out to the club, you want to change, put on nice clothes and do your hair and put your makeup on and, and get all freshened up at the club. Or you go some, some other place for a job interview. Why wouldn't you do that for the Lord? Why wouldn't you get dressed up and, and put your best on for him? Just think about that before you go before him and clean yourself up. And so that's that's one of my keeping it real things. Okay. And so thank you all for, for the input. And so you want to get up early and you want to go chase after that money. Oh, she's still gone. See, I got me on my Easter keeping it real and chase after things. Why not get up early and meditate and do what God tell you to do when he wake you up and you know you're supposed to be praying to serve him and his people. So we're going to go back into the Exodus uh, 32. And so the Exodus 32 what was about the, the calf, right? They build that golden calf. Now, and I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing. And so Moses up there with the Lord, he writing the, 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 the laws down for with his finger. They know he's up there. They say, man, he's taking too long. He's taking too long. So we're going to uh, get this calf going. They go to Aaron. And Aaron knows better. That's his brother. But Aaron goes along with it, right? So Aaron, not only does he go along with it, he built the altar. And so and let's think about all that gold they had. And so we think about why we like shining things and, and gold. And it talks about ornaments in this parish, because that's what we had. We have always been prosperous. We have always had gold. We have always had the fine linen. You're reading it right here. This is us. So you, you wonder why, uh, you know, you see the rappers with the, the big gold because it's in their DNA. They had enough gold to build a, 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 a staff, a bull that they can build down. That tells you they had a lot. They didn't leave there, bro. Yeah. Um... United, United States. It had broke us. They didn't give us anything. But in Egypt, it wasn't like that. They even let them keep the Sabbath day. Here in this Egypt, they didn't strip it and turn it to Sunday. They didn't put this white cracked out Jesus on the cross and told us to bow down to that. They didn't tell us so many lies. It wasn't like that in Egypt. This is the worst place we've been treated is in the United States, in slavery. We've been enslaved other places, and they still have respect for us. It even says in this parish, y'all, that the men were marrying the Egyptian women. <laughs> men here have been killed in the United States for even looking at a white woman. Yet Just marry one when you enslaved? You better not even look at them. Go, go ahead. Uh, Minister Daniels, I was on a roll. Go ahead. And that's why I said I raised my hand so I don't interrupt people because I never do it well in terms of interjecting. But um, when you were saying that part, um, I never said last week, but it or maybe I did, but it stood out in the previous parish hour where they were exiting. He told them, um, the Most High told them to go to their um, their Egyptian, the Egyptian people they knew, and to ask them for that jewelry. So he said, ask them for their jewels and, and stuff like that. So he basically, because then that's like for, for income and stuff. He was like, ask them for, for, for each person. They said, each person's household in which you are, or it says, ask them for their jewelry and stuff like that. So he was like, set up for when you leave in. 
And so I was like, the crazy thing was that y'all said to do that, especially the way people, some people act towards jewelry and stuff. He didn't just say, he said, ask them for their jewelry. And the fact that they, he knew that those people, there were people that they knew that would give it up. <laughs> well, it was they was all full of flakes too. I would have gave it up too. <laughs> you wake up and the firstborn, everybody dead here. What you need out of here? Take it. Take it. Yeah, but was that was that during the place? Because I believe that it was. was it was. It yeah, was, it's on the way out. It was on the right. way out. After the plague. So you, yeah, you like got stuff with, with crickets and, 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 and blood and, and all this stuff. Anyway, yeah, yeah take the jewelry. jewelry. So you feel like it was like, yeah, I'll, we'll take what you Whatever want, take you what need. you want. Just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 3, were killed behind that. 3,000 were killed behind that. And this is the first time in the Bible you see stiff-necked people. And you know what? God was even, it was like some slang. He's like, I'm heated. I'm hot. And we hear that today, oh, girl, I'm heated, I'm hot. And then we say, what? Give me the tea, what happened? Give me the tea. He even says here, I'm heated, I'm hot. I'm mad, I I'm pissed off. What's going on down here? I didn't brought them out and they, get down there, Moses. You see what they're down there doing? And then Moses pleaded with God. He said, God, you, you gonna deliver us out of here and you're not a God to be mocked and then you gonna destroy us? Remember the promise of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And if Moses can stand on that promise, so can you. You better know your promises. Because that's, that's your DNA. <laughs> also, in the um, in the letters, after the Brit Hadashah, you'll find that same 3,000 were saved. Mm -hmm. uh, so there is a comparison. I don't know the book right now. I, I used to know it. But you'll find that 3,000 were saved. I think it's at the time of the receiving of the Ruach HaKodesh around that okay. time. But go ahead. Okay. Thank you. No, not Acts, but further. Rome. Okay, there's Acts, there's Romans. I'm not certain of the book. She's not certain of the book, but we can look it up. So we're yes. going to move forward. But thank you for that that information. And so that's, that's this neck people. Here we are. That's your 40 years in that wilderness. Because you got to get punished. <laughs> That's our, that's our daddy. That's our Abba. You do something, you, you wreck something up in the house and you act, act out and see if you don't get punished in your household. Right. Cause he loves us. It could have been 11 days, 3000 were, were killed behind. Him. I just want to read nine real quick. 32 and nine says, and the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people. And indeed it is a stiff necked people. Now, therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot burn hot against them and I may consume them and I will make you a great nation. Burn it hot. Okay. And then I want to read also out of uh, 32 real quick. I want you to jump over to um, 28. So the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses and about 3000 of the people fell that day. Then Moses said, consecrate yourselves. There's that consecration again, cleaning, washing, repenting yourselves today to the Lord. That means getting back right. Yeah, you go outside the camp, you probably threw some jewelry in there too. If you was out there going along with the crowd, the peer pressure, but you got an opportunity to consecrate yourself and get back right. He spared you. He spared you from COVID. He spared you from the plagues. Get back right. You you seeing people still dying. It's still going on. They just stopped counting on the TV. 
uh, consecrate yourselves today to the Lord that he may bestow on you a blessing this day for every man has opposed his son and his brother. Okay. And so I'm going to end with the 35 on here in, in 32. So the Lord plagued the people because of what they did with the calf and with Aaron made. And even though Aaron fouled up, messed up, he was still blessed, wasn't he? His sons, his, his generation, they were priests. They were a high priest. So God is a forgiving God. Aaron was still blessed. Uh, Joshua was the assistant. He ended up being the leader. That, what I'm trying to say is you don't know what your child's going to be. You don't know who you ordained to be. Just get in position. We keep telling you that, be in position. So we're going to go on to 33. And it talks about what? Being stripped of the ornaments. He stripped them of the ornaments. What was that? That was their gold, all their stuff they had on, they were stripped down, right? And most of the Lord in 3 and 11. Got to open that. 3 and 11. Let's go, let's read that. I'm sorry, 33 and 11. Exodus 33 and 11. Before we go to that, I have highlighted six. So the children of Israel were stripped themselves of their ornament by Mount Horeb. It says it right there. And then if we go down to 11, it says, So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. And I tell you about that. When you pray, talk to God like you're talking to me, like you're talking to your friend. He's there. His presence is there. No, you can't see him because you'll die. Nobody can see his presence, but he's there. As he's speaking to his friend, and we return to the camp, but his servants, Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. So when you pray, pray to God, just like you're talking. Give him his word back. Stand on his promises. That's effective praying. And so this parashah is what? It talks about the, the festivals of the tent, the tabernacle, the booths, our Sukkot. Because that's where they were out in those tents right there. And that's why we celebrate our Sukkot. And this year is going to be October 16th and through the 23rd. So you're seeing our festival days in this parish hall too. Our feast days, our holidays, not these pagan ones that the United States have, has put upon us and, and capitalized off of. Our feast days are in this parish hall. So let's go to 34. So this is the, the last one. I told you I wouldn't be long, right? So Moses makes the, the, the uh, he goes up on the mountain again for the second time because he what? He was angry and he broke them the first time. And so then we see what? The 40 days and the 40 nights. He didn't have nothing to eat for 40 days and 40 nights or drink. Now, I wouldn't advise you to fast like that, have nothing, but he was, he was in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. He was in the presence of the Lord. So let's go to 34 and 6. Let's go to 34 and 6 and see what it says. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering, and aborting of goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to their third and the fourth generation. What a merciful God he is. 
Look at that. Grace is long suffering. You got to give his word back. Lord, you said you grace is long suffering. The, the goodness and the truth and your mercy. You forgive me. Ooh, speaking his language. That covenant had been renewed right there. The covenant was being renewed. And so if we go to the um, we go to the 17th verse. You shall make no no molded gods, lowercase g, for yourselves. Lowercase g. Idolatry. Aaron did idolatry, not adultery, idolatry, idols. We all, we all guilty of it. When we have that cross, that's why I got rid of, of, of Yahshua on the cross in my house. Idolatry, what they had put in front of it, the, the trees, the Christmas trees, all that is idolatry with the ornament. He already stripped them down the ornament. He, God already knew. That's why he put it all in here. Wow, everything, nothing new on the sun. And then it says 18. So we're in 34, 18. The feast of the unleavened bread. What's that? That's the Passover. Our days are in here, right? You shall keep. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I commanded you in the appointed time of the month. The abbot, for the month of the abbot, you come out of, came out of Egypt. That's our Passover. Celebrating our Passover. Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah. We got Purim coming up on the 23rd and the 24th of this month. Changing your ways, awakening. Are you awake? It's right here. But but I, I, I'm not a messianic Jew. It doesn't matter whether you're a Christian, whatever. It's in the Bible. You got your 66 books. We do five of them. It's easier to do five than 66, right? Quit making excuses. This is you, our people. Let's go down to uh, 34 and 22. And you shall observe the feast of weeks for the first fruit of wheat, the harvest, and the feast of ingathering at the year's end. We talked about sowing the seed last week, right? We talked about sowing that, sowing that seed, about giving. There's no way you can serve and you don't give. Because you th this ain't nothing coming in, ain't nothing going out. Your obligations, you're obligated to your brother and sister. You got to think of this as a family. That's our father. You are my brothers and my sisters. Outsiders, yeah, you and I, we might have a little uh, confrontation every once in a while, but let an outsider mess with you and, and see what happens. Oh, no, you don't mess with my brother or sister. Don't come for them. And I don't talk about my brother or sister to you either. I might come to them and we might have a conversation, but who are you? You are outsider. Your mindset. What is your mindset? You don't kill your brother and sister. Money, the love. It's not to have it, it's the love of it is evil because people love money. I'm talking to somebody. In 28, we on 34 and 28. It said, so he was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He neither ate bread nor drank water in uh, 
he wrote the tablets the word of the covenant the ten commandments 40 days and 40 nights and we were talking about fasting and we we it was already in our spirit it was already in both of our spirit i even brought up the sea moss he didn't tell me about the sea moss he had already said he went minister downs and, and was thinking about the sea moss you want you want greater things in your life you want to be greater you're going to have to do something different you're going to have to lay on your face you're going to have to get that out your system the, what they put in us this this christianity and 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 bound down to jc uh jesus christ and and call him his real name and you're gonna have to change some things if you want better results that's just how life is you want a better job you what you start seeking it you start studying for it you start walking in it you want to get closer to the lord study his word seek him walk in it and i guarantee you, your life is going to change you're doing it for the secular world why can't you do it for y'all why can't you do it for him why can't you give him some time why can't you talk to him like you on the phone gossiping the people I need you, Lord. I trust you, Lord. My child has done this. My job has done this. This situation in his house, my, 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 my bills. I trust you, Lord. Help me. He's waiting for you. If I may, on a correction note, um, that scripture is found in Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 41. And it says, then they... They that were gladly received his word were baptized, and the same that day were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I love the Bible scholars. That's why I'll be standing in my lane as the host, because we got some scholars on here, and I'll be learning. I, I, I learn. And I, and you have to learn too. I picked their brain. I talked to them. They pray for me. We pray for you all. And so we're at the end, we're, we're, we're at the end of the parashah. And, and when Moses came down, they couldn't even look at Moses. He had been in the presence of the Lord. They said his, his face was like a, a shone. What is a shone? He, he had to wear, a, it's like a ray of light. There was a ray of light. It scared them. It scared them. The purity of the Lord, to be in his presence. He didn't even, he couldn't even look at him. He said, you look at me, you're going to die. He, he had to look at the back. Remember in the parashah, he passed him up. He had to see the back of him. And then it, it talks about uh, in this parashah, uh, Minister Daniel said earlier, it went back to, hold on my notes, uh, Mark 9, 1 through 10. And so, um, let me pull that up really quick to remember that. Mark 9, 1 through 10, I wanted to read the, uh, the last part of this too. That, that talks about when um, Yeshua was up there with some of the disciples and remember the Lord started speaking to them and Peter opened his mouth because some people don't know how to be quiet when, when the Lord is speaking and, and, and Peter had, had something to say. 
And then he answered and he said, indeed, Elijah is coming first and restore all things. I'm reading out of 12. I'm reading out of Mark 9 and 12. And 12. Then he answered, indeed, Elijah is coming first to restore all things and how it is written concerning the Son of Man. And he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt. But I say to you that Elijah has also come and they did to him whatever they wished as is written of him. And you know, the rabbi always talk about Elijah's coming back, a leader. It says it's all, it's all right here. It's not by surprise, it's all written. And everything that was written has come to pass. Just like we are gonna go into war again. Another famine's gonna hit. It's gonna come to pass. And we keep telling you to get ready with the gardens. I got my seed. Matter of fact, I got a guy coming to help me with the gardens. We're telling you, are you listening? How to move forward. That's why God gave me how to move forward. At the beginning, I didn't know why he gave me that. Because we gotta know how to get in position to move forward because it's coming. We see it. Russia and China getting ready. Are you ready? These 10 commandments, hang them around your neck. This was hung in my house since I've been small. This thing is older than me. Took it off my mother's wall after she passed. They thought they were so smart, but they messed up in a lot of ways, the United States. And she gonna have to give an account for what she did because our time is up. We served, we served our time now. So she's going to have to give it an account. So get ready. Anybody want to add to it before we close out? I was thinking on what you said in terms of like we're between brothers or sisters having an altercation, but still let somebody else come in and, and then you'll see that there's still unity in, in the brotherhood or sisterhood. And I was thinking about intercession because you, you mentioned that, um, when Moses intervened, when when Yah was at the point where he was hot, mm -hmm. he was about to destroy um, everybody, you know. And I guess before I go to that, the point I want to make about intercession, the fact that when we do sin, understand that it doesn't go unpunished. There have to be consequences. And so while Yah did listen to Moses and not wipe everybody, because he did tell Moses, just stand aside and let me handle my business <laughs> and I'll make a, a new nation from you. And Moses intervened and said, no, um, we don't want that to be the story. But but rather, um, I'm going to intercede on their behalf. And so let me get to the point of intercession, recognizing the power that that we have when we could intercede on other people's behalf. Because we, we're going to sometimes misstep, sin, make mistakes. And, and so... They have to be a way, as we've already mentioned, to be restored. And so I was just thinking on the fact that Moses interceded on their behalf and how um, because of that, he said to Yah, if I found favor in your sight, I would like for you to come in and pretty much just dwell in the midst. And so we really have to stay in, in Yah's presence because otherwise we will get caught up. Um, it says, um, if now I have found favor in your sight, oh Yah, please um, go in the midst of us for it is a stiff necked people, as you've already mentioned, and pardon our iniquity and our sin and take us for your inheritance. And so there's certainly power 
when we could say a prayer on somebody else's behalf. If we see our brother or sister, I just say it's our responsibility as well to be there for one another, to guard each other. And, and so if you see somebody misstep, and a lot of times you would find yourself in a situation is after you were all caught up, people will come to be like, oh, I knew it. I, <laughs> and I'm like, why didn't you intervene? Why did you step in and, and avoid me from, from that mistake? Because you said you saw it. And then of course they'll come up with the excuse. Well, like blah, 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 blah. I didn't want you to hate me and be against me. And so I just decided to just stand on the side and watch, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it, it's in, interesting that Moses, where he had the opportunity to get a brand new start and he refused to take it. Instead, he intervened and interceded before Yah to, to give us a, another chance. And yes, those people did not enter because we know that they spent, like you said, it should have taken 11 days. They did 40 so that the, the old generation had to pass away, that it was only the new ones, the new children that would enter. Of course, I do think about the fact, like even there still, we still need to be watchful because those children, even though they were not present at the time, I think some of those negatives still rubbed off. So this is really where we have to continue to intercede and, and to stand strong and, and trust in you because we we are in a midst, he says that um, there are powers in high places and their intention, their purpose is to trip us up and to prevent us from really worshiping Yah in the way that he is to be worshipped. And so you could see um, even, um, you talk about Mark 9, with the transfiguration, that even in the midst where Yah is taken so high, that, that's another point I wanted to make. When you spend so much time, and I know that's where many of us are lacking with Yah, it's impossible not to see the influence that he has on us, that even our very presence becomes so powerful that people have to know and see, wow, there is something different about you, that 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 glory was so strong in Moses that they could not ignore it, that he literally had to wear a hood because it was just so strong that people couldn't look upon him. And, and so again, going back to that place where Yah's presence could be so powerful in our lives that we could avoid some of the mistakes that our forefathers have made. That, that's all I wanted to add. But yeah, this intercession and knowing that there's certainly power in being able to go before Yah for others. Don't give up on, on, on us because you see us struggling because there is always, we oftentimes say as long as Jah is on the throne, we know that it is yet possible. It is certainly possible as long as he's yet on the throne, as long as he lives, as as we have an opportunity. There's a, There's a way. And so we, we have to believe. There was something when I was studying, when I was a student, um, at some point, all of a sudden, like the rock just ended up passing that to me and I, I was, I guess I was stuck. I don't know what it was. I was by myself and I was stuck. And then I just heard, as long as Yah is on the throne, there is a way. <laughs> and and so like afterwards, it became almost like a mantra. Whereas like we would, I'd be with my friends and they be feeling like there's there's no hope or we're not going to crack through this thing. And I'm like, nope, as long as Yah is on the throne, there's a way. <laughs> and so, um, and he's forever on his throne. You know, and so it's like there is a if he sent me to do this thing and called me to do this thing, there is a way. That's where that's that's coming from. That's the story behind what he's saying. Um, I was just thinking of the intercession. Yes, and we can intercede and go before. Um, but it's a two way thing. There's the intercession and the need to stop doing the thing you're doing. Of course. 
you know? And so it's like, although, and then there's the consequences. And I was like, we should think of life based on what I see in Yah's word. We should think of life as this really big equation, this formula, this algorithm. And when we interrupt the algorithm that he has set and we insert, you cannot interject numbers, exponents, whatever it is into the algorithm and not expect a change. As long as you interject or enter something into the algorithm, it will adjust the results, you know, and stuff. And the results have to see themselves through that you have now injected by the choice that you've made. That is, that is what happened with the children of Israel. Yes, they got mercy just like with, was it Hezekiah who prayed for and extended his life? But then there was another consequence like, okay, but if you do this now, this is going to happen instead. And surely that did happen. So it may seem like you're getting away with the thing. And we talk about God's grace and mercy, whom he will have, where he will have it and when, because he knows the beginning from the end. So Yah is extending grace and mercy with all of his knowledge, every being infinite in his His wisdom and knowledge and all that, which is different from us finitely judging where grace and mercy should should be given when we don't have the, the end all and be all. So there are unrighteous or people where he sees their heart and they're wicked from the beginning to the end, like the ones that he cast, the, the sons of Judah, that he was like, he saw their hearts, they were wicked, later for you. You know, and then there are those where, you know, we think they look wicked and we go, what? Like Shaul, and then like, you gonna save this guy? This guy that was killing but he saw his beginning from end and saw the where the potential was and that he could be saved. And so that happens, grace and mercy, but that's his decision. And it's usually based on him knowing the beginning from the end. So even though Moshe pleaded for them and they got that mercy that he requested, mm-hmm. and he said something fierce, so my block me out of the book. <laughs> I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> if you're not going to extend the mercy when Yah had already made his decision, but the decision still happened. It just was, it was delayed, you know, because they had to, the, the solution had to be there or the answer had to meet that equation they had now created. And so that was the answer to the equation that they were going to have to go, (laughs) you know? And so eventually they had to go, you know, and who knows, we say that they did have a chance to bear children, which we saw entered into the land, even though they didn't. And sometimes we were discussing, I was like, who knows if those are the people, sometimes you're seeing our our brothers and sisters, Yashua, first of all, who don't know the Yashua, but then just doing some things. And who knows if those are the remnants or the, the ones who <laughs> the seed was just passing on and passing on and passing on, and whether that would not have been an issue if Moshe had just let him be like, you y'all you know what you're talking about it's all good as opposed to this delay and these these remnants and these children so that that was a a, just a food for thought i'm not saying that by all means i know the answer to it but of course we did say we are drashing out this word and that was one of the things that did come out so Mm -hmm. thank you all for your uh input thank you so much i'm going to just uh do a, a summary um we are our brother's keepers. Amen. We are our brother's keepers to, to plead a case for them if we're able and we're in that position. You want to know why the world hates us? We just read why. God gave us innovative ideas. He put his spirit upon us to build things, to do things. In our heart, he even said it in our heart. And so they know it. They've read it. And so 
he has mercy on us. He loves us. He said, we're his chosen people. It's, it's like you have a diamond, and, and, and I, I hate to say Hitler name, he said, God's jewels, his diamonds have been stolen. Talking about United States stole us. But if you have this diamond, people want to take it and they want to keep it because it's so valuable. That's us. His diamonds, they, they want us. They want to enslave us and keep us because they, they, they know good things are going to come to them. They know it's a harvest that's going to be good and great and that's why they 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 it, it ain't even sometimes it's hey this is I, I want them i want them god said no he said we're gonna be like the stars we're gonna multiply look at they even stopped abortion now the world is in a frenzy he's used the republicans to do that you can't even have abortion. If you have a baby in you that's deceased, you got to push it out like you're having a regular baby. That's how serious this has gotten in the United States. We got people going in the, down there in uh, Joe Osteen churches shooting up people. It's gotten serious out here. And if you don't see it, I don't know what more you want to know. They're going into churches now. People are packing guns in churches now. It's now, it's no, no, it's off limits. It's no longer safe. The whole is gone, the holiness. And I'm not going to talk about his church. I could, but touching on my anointing through my prophet, no harm. We can't put our mouth on anybody because he is anointed. But how you use it is a different, is, is a whole nother ball game. A lot of them are anointed. But are you prostituting the people? How you using it is a whole different body. Capitalism, love of money. I was just watching a show yesterday how um, they have these billion dollar homes, the minister, 20 million in, in billion dollar homes, and they, and they do it as a tax write-off. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, that'll be Easter keeping it real right now. I um, Thank you for allowing me, Yahshua, Yahweh, to deliver your word to your people. I pray that someone got something out of this. Hide me behind your cross, because I'm nothing without you, Lord. And I thank you for another opportunity that I woke up this morning to serve you and that you instilled in me. You, you know, Martin Luther King just died in 1968. That wasn't that long ago. I was born in 71. We were struggling not too long ago. Look at where you are right now. You're obligated. I told you, you're obligated to serve him. He's brought us from a mighty long way, only him. The, the, the cars, the house, the food we eat. Thank you. Amen. All he wants is a thank you. All he wants is a praise. All he wants is a song. All he wants is the, you to talk to him. That's all he wants. It's not that hard. To help his people, to lift his name on high, don't put no little G's before him, no gods. We serve a big G. We serve the, uh, the God, our Lord, our Abba, our Father, our Andenai. We love you, Lord. We lift your name on high. Help us and lead us and teach us and guide us and mold us. Watch over our children. 
Minister Daniels, if you can close us out in prayer, please. And then go ahead and uh, close the whole, close us out. Thank you. Hallelujah. Um, you've heard the word. We pray that you, you listen. You know, God is calling you back to your first love when you first believed. And he certainly set out a roadmap for us. It's right here in his word. The words that we were just reading to you. And so we ask that you, again, open that word, spend time before him. You don't need to do this on your own. Just open his word, spend time with him, read it, and you'll see what he requires of you. Acknowledge him as Yah. Worship him. Be thankful unto him. Do right, do good unto your brothers, unto your sisters. Live right. And so we ask that you just meditate upon those things and trust in his word. Open up his word and spend time in it. And you will see if he doesn't make a difference in your life. That's what we are trying to do here. And so we we encourage you to know who you are and whose you are. That again, there could be that change in your life. Father, we come before you. We thank you for this opportunity, Father. We ask that you watch upon your people everywhere. Because no one is beyond your purview, Father. Some of them, are, they may be engaged in doing that which is against you, Father. Some of it knowingly, some unknowingly. But Father, we pray that the scales that has blinded us will be removed from the eyes of your people, that we'll no longer be in darkness, but that we'll begin to hear that voice, hear your leading, that we could strive to be better and be more like you, because you said you created us in your likeness and your image. Yes, and so may we now start to live a life that our reflection is that of you that people will see and know those people are not ordinary. I see something different. And it's not for our glory, but it's to draw them to you, Father, that they will see and know that you are God and you are alone are God and that we ought to return. Talk about the Ten Commandments, to follow your laws and precepts, to follow the instructions, Father, that you have laid before us. May we read it, may we know it, may we embrace it, that it is in our heart. You see, they're coming for time where your word will be written, not on stone tablets anymore, but in the hearts of your people that would have a heart to receive and know that you are God and that you have called us to live a life that is separate and that is purpose for you and you alone. And so watch upon your people everywhere. Allow your angels to watch, guide, protect, keep, that we do have the opportunity to come before you and say, I am sorry, please forgive me. Like the prodigal son, here I am. I'm coming back to you, Father. That you could once again clothe us, remove our ratchet clothing. That we could again see ourselves in your image and know that we are yours. And so, Father, may that day come soon. That your people are awakened and they return home to you. And so we just pray for your blessing upon each and every one. Hallelujah. That hunger and thirst will not delay their coming that they will not be caught up in this world being worried about those things, but having a God that provides and keeps that they could once again look up and know from whence come if they help, from whence come if they blessing. Watch upon your people. Keep each and every one. Father, we give you all praise. We give you all honor. And we thank you, Father. And before we end, we just again, just want to put his word, his blessing, because he did instruct uh, Moses to tell Aaron, this is how you are to put a blessing upon my people. And so before we dismiss, we're going to, Put this blessing out there. Hallelujah. 
ודבר ישוע אל משה לאמור, דבי אל ההוד ואל בנו לאמור, כובדיו ורקו את בני ישוע אל אמור לכם. to speak unto Aharon and tell him this is how you are to bless the children of Israel by saying unto them may Yahweh bless you and may he keep you may Yahweh cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious towards you and may Yahweh Lift up his countenance toward you, and may he give you peace. They shall put my name on the children of Yahshua, and I will bless them. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Go in his name and may you find peace and be blessed in his holy name. Amen and amen. Always remember Yahuwah, Always remember Shalom Aleichem. Shalom. See you next Saturday. We love you. And Shavuot. Thank you for the beautiful prayer.